0: Welcome to the UK Virtual School podcast, a podcast for parents, home-educating families, and those looking for an alternative to the current education system. I'm Sid, the founder of UK's first online school that does things differently. We dare to be different. We dare to question the notion of our current education system. Join us as we create a movement to disrupt education and seek to create one which is innovative, inclusive, and fulfilling for the children who will become the leaders and change makers of tomorrow. Join us and become part of the conversation. Welcome to episode number two of the UK virtual school podcast, an education revolution. So times are changing and education is evolving. In the last episode, I took you through my educational journey, both as a student and then as an educator and my views on the schooling system. In this episode, I want to touch on different schooling systems that I'm aware of and those that influenced the way that I teach and deliver and the way that we've structured UK Virtual School. So first of all I want to talk about the Montessori method. I'm not Montessori trained. I've just heard of it and from what I've heard it sounds like a fun interactive hands-on way of learning. A bit like how I ran my science workshops. So the Montessori method is one which is very popular with home educating families. The idea and concept behind it is about learning through play. There's a lot of equipment and materials that you can purchase to allow your child to kind of learn through hands-on approaches so the one thing that really interested me about the montessori method was the fact that the kids were mixed ages so in one particular class you would have multiple different age groups together working and creating a collaborative environment and this is what inspired me to do the science workshops the way that i did Now, as I mentioned, I'm not Montessori trained. So that's as far as my knowledge of the Montessori method went. And then there was Steiner. Steiner schools are very popular as well for people looking for an alternative way of learning, but still they want to send their kids to school. I'd visited a Steiner school a couple of years ago and I was really inspired by the way that they run their sessions. They started off with creative sessions in the morning and would have academic sessions later on in the day. And they didn't overwhelm the kids. Even the academic sessions were quite creative. I remember looking through some science work that the kids had completed. And they'd drawn their own images of hearts and body parts and organs. And labelled them and coloured them. And it was more like a creative journal. Almost like an art sketchbook, but for science. And I loved that approach. All of their subjects are very creative. They get the kids to learn handy skills like woodwork and sewing, as well as a range of new subjects that I'd never heard of. And one thing that I realised by visiting this Steiner school was that the kids were very well-rounded. I remember speaking to a few of them, and they were well-spoken. They were able to tell me their thoughts in a very coherent and well-spoken way. And it made me think, what is it that the school is doing differently here? And one of the things was that the kids were happy. They enjoyed what they did, they saw purpose in it, things like the woodwork classes. They were building a shed. They were doing things where they saw a result and they saw the purpose to their learning. So I incorporated some of that into my teaching. Whenever we taught a science topic at Femtino's, I made sure that we talked about careers. And then I had lots of experience working with home-educating families. 10 years of experience before I started UK virtual school and I wanted to create something for the home ed community because I know there are some families that still like the idea of their kids covering curriculum content because they might send their kids back or they want them to do GCSEs at one point and actually go to uni in the UK. So how could I take everything that I knew about the education system Everything that I realized was wrong with the education system from my experiences that I talked about in episode number one. How could I take all of that learning and create a unique experience for homeschooling families that actually was a solution to a lot of the problems that we saw? When UK Virtual School was born, we took a lot of feedback from parents. Initially, it was a feedback from the initial trial families that we had. We had 15 families that trialed us and we took feedback and we adapted. Now, the one thing that I'd learned with teaching online, because at the beginning of COVID, I did teach online or I attempted to, and the one thing that I'd learned and also heard from lots of teachers and other educators was that Zoom fatigue was real, that when you spent too much time on Zoom in front of a screen, it was exhausting. It took away a lot more energy because you had to be really energetic and it meant that you needed time out so i thought how can we create a system where it allows kids and teachers to have a break so my idea was to have shorter terms traditionally school terms are around 11 weeks and we have a half term maybe at week six or seven in the autumn term and that's exhausting I remember as a teacher completely being shattered when it came to Christmas. And then I would get ill because I'd keep going and going. And then as soon as I would allow my body to stop, I would get ill because my immune system was really poor and it wasn't really much of a break. So the one reason that families decide to home educate is for flexibility so that they can travel, so that they can do other things as well. So I knew this and I thought, how can we incorporate all of that into our new setup? So the idea of a three week half term was born. We start our very first lesson on the first Monday of the month and we run for three weeks at a time. And then the fourth week is our week off from timetable. From September, we're gonna be doing some community stuff on the fourth Monday, but the rest of the week is off timetable and is off for the kids so they can take a break. They can go on holiday, they can do other activities, they can have fun, they can be away from screens. Because I do think it's important that kids do have time away working on their dexterity skills, on their face-to-face skills and all the other things that they should be doing as well. Online schooling is just one small aspect of education and it should be used in that way. So this was a really big step to actually have a half term that was only three weeks at a time. And it caused a lot of confusion at the start of the year when we first started. But now families have become accustomed to it and the feedback has been always positive. So we run for three weeks at a time. Now some months will have five Mondays, in which case the kids have two weeks off, which sounds brilliant. So in every single month, there's a guaranteed week or sometimes even two weeks off. And this allows the kids and the teachers to rejuvenate, to take some off screen time and to also catch up if they've missed anything or if they were ill, they can catch up on the work that they've missed and it allows teachers to actually plan for what's coming up. Now, the downside is because we don't follow traditional terms and the holidays, sometimes our classes fall into school holidays. So this year, for example, in 2021, we actually work throughout Easter. So all our staff and students were in on Easter Monday, but we did have two weeks off prior. Now, once COVID is over and we can travel, it's gonna be amazing to be able to take time out during school term time To get cheaper holidays and to go to destinations where there's less of a crowd and less tourists. So it's got its pros and its cons, but all in all, it's something that's been well received by the families that have been with us for a year. The other thing that I wanted to ensure was there was flexibility. Traditional schools are very rigid. You can't take time off, you'll fall behind. If you're ill, you'll fall behind. And there's always one way of learning. You have to be in a class, you have to be in a class of 30, unless you're able to get to private schools where the class sizes are a bit smaller. And I wanted to make sure that parents had flexibility if they were gonna come to us. How could we offer that flexibility? Well, we decided to offer lots of different types of classes. We know that some kids don't want to interact with the teacher. They have anxiety or they prefer working on their own, which is completely fine. We all learn differently. So we have essentially webinar style classes as well. They're live at the time, but there's no interaction. We call these classes one way stream. And we have interactive classes where you can speak to the teacher. You can speak to the other kids, your audio and your camera is utilized. These classes work in different ways but the content is the same. So parents can either opt for interactive classes or they can opt for one-way stream classes and the content is going to be exactly the same. The only difference is one has interaction and the other one doesn't. We then take the videos that we record from the one-way stream, they get edited and they're available for playback. And that means if you've missed a class, you can always catch up. And I think that's really important kids fall behind easily especially if they've been ill or they've been away from school for whatever reason and this way they can catch up and they'll have some time at the end of the month during the break to be able to do that. We also do daily classes. Now daily classes we actually don't record because they're every single day and so you're working at a much faster pace than you would if you only had one or two classes a week. Daily classes run from Monday to Friday for three weeks in a month and they are short sharp content-based and it allows the teachers and the students to really get to know each other and I think it's a fab way especially for very young kids when they're still trying to get into a routine and into habits of putting learning into practice it's a great way for them to learn new techniques and new habits and as they get older they don't need so much content per subject with a teacher it's expected they'll do more and more independent learning So we offer flexibility. So we've talked about two things at the moment. I've talked about structure, having a three week half term, and we've talked about flexibility. And I think these are really important in the way that we've structured UK virtual school and how it's very unique from anything else that's out there already. It allows homeschooling families to take a very flexible approach. And it also means that they can take a break, go on holiday, have fun and catch up also. Now mixed age abilities is difficult to do when you're following the curriculum because at UK Virtual School, we follow the curriculum for maths and English at primary level and for sciences as well at secondary. The primary sciences, we combine two year groups together. So year three and year four are together, year one and year two are together, etc. And we really push the science beyond the curriculum content. But we generally follow the curriculum for the core subjects. And this is what makes it then difficult to have mixed age ability groups together but we do for the sciences at primary and at secondary we actually merge year eight and year nine together and we start them on a first year of GCSE on a three-year course so they're essentially doing foundation level GCSE but other than that we keep the core subjects in the appropriate year groups the difference is we match kids to the ability rather than the age group associated with the year. So for example, in year five, we might not all have kids that are the same age. Usually you'd be around nine or 10 if you're in year five. We could have a kid that's seven. We could have a kid that's 12. As long as they're working at that ability, we will put them into that particular class. The beauty of being online is it's not very obvious what the ages are of the kids. And it means that they're in a year group where they will be appropriately challenged but not too overwhelmed. And that balance is really, really important. One thing I had noticed working as an educator, I used to go into primary schools and support kids that had fallen behind. And I remember working with one year six kid who was working at year two level. The classes had moved on, yet he hadn't grasped the earlier topics to be able to keep up. And as the topics built on from each other, he fell further and further behind. Now, what would have been better is when he was struggling in year three to actually put him back into year two to make sure those foundations were there. That would have made sure that he would have progressed a lot better and wouldn't have been multiple years behind when he was in year six. So we think this is really important that kids are placed to match their ability rather than their age. Kids catch up they're not going to fall behind. And I think it's really important for parents to recognise it's fine for kids to be learning at different paces. They have strengths in certain areas and they have weaknesses in other areas. It's no different from any other human. So besides the core subjects, we're also offering a range of new subjects from September. September 2021, we're offering art, languages and our new subject worldviews. Now I'm really excited about worldviews and I'm probably gonna do a separate episode on that. But worldviews is a combination of geography, history, RS and cultural studies. And the difference is that the teacher will be teaching the content from the perspective of a particular country. So for example, we could have one particular month about South Africa, another month about Turkey, another month about England. We're gonna go through different countries of the world And learn about the geography and the history and the rs religious studies and cultural studies and traditions of that particular country i think it's so important in a global world especially when we're online and you can reach out and connect with people everywhere i think it's so important for the kids to have this cultural awareness and to have a history of other nations besides ourselves so this is going to be something we're implementing from september And it's going to be available for all the year groups and those classes are definitely going to be mixed age ability so we're going to have three different groups and the secondary one are all going to be in one group and we're going to have two at primary because we just wanted to make sure that the activities that they do are really linked with their ability to be able to do them so that's really exciting and there's also languages and then art is available for primary i'm a big advocate of art Art is a creative subject, it gets the creativity going and it's great for young kids to develop the hand-eye coordination and to develop the muscles in their hands. It also allows them to continue thinking outside of the box. So in the last episode I talked about what does space smell like and asking those curious innate questions that kids have. And part of doing art allows them to just be completely creative. They can be painting the planet to be purple and yellow rather than green and blue, and that's completely fine. So art allows their creativity to flow. Languages allow them to use a different side of the brain and worldviews is just going to strengthen and broaden their horizon when it comes to the global world. And the final thing that I wanted to talk about that I think is really needed in the education system is to take away assessments, take away testing, take away marking. For starters, there's been lots of research done that says homework doesn't really help kids. We do set homework at UK Virtual School, but the difference is we don't mark it. The kids are not graded. Instead, the kids bring the homework into their class and the teachers will ask them questions to try and understand what their understanding level is on that particular topic. And I think this is really important Because it allows the kids to kind of work through stuff at their own pace and come with questions or come with concepts that they've learned and the teacher can kind of understand whether they've got any misconceptions or whether they've understood the topic properly. And he or she will know whether they need to recap or go through it in a different way. So even though we do sat homework, we don't do any testing. We don't do any formal assessments until the kids get up to GCSE level and they need to get familiar with sitting exams. Unfortunately, we can't get away from GCSEs, but we don't do SATs. We don't do any kind of assessment for year seven or below. That doesn't mean that we don't know where the kids are at because assessments, when you talk about assessments and tests, we think about writing answers onto a piece of paper and the teacher going with a red pen and grading it. But the best assessments are done verbally. The best assessments are done interactively. They're the assessments where the teacher will ask a question and then react to that question because they will learn that the kids don't understand a concept or they're not fully there yet. So at UK Virtual School, it's about building those relationships with the kids. So the teacher knows the kids really well. We keep our class sizes really small. And I think this kind of approach could really be rolled out across other schools, offline and online. Traditional way of teaching could also incorporate this in, but not until there's a big educational revolution. The current education system is outdated. It's not designed for the modern world. And I think it harnesses a different type of energy. Kids get used to sitting exams. Kids get used to sitting assessments. They get used to competing with each other and they don't utilize their imagination and their innovation skills that much. And what we need in the modern world is innovation, is creativity, is thinking outside of the box. And this is why growth mindset and innovation are two of our core values. So at UK Virtual School, I believe we are setting an educational revolution in motion. Small steps we're taking, but they're bold steps. It takes time to explain to families what we do and what we're trying to achieve. And as the years roll by, we're gonna get bolder and bolder and introduce different ways of doing things. At the moment, we've stuck to year groups I can see us eventually moving away from that as well. We've talked about four different things here. We've talked about the structure of UK Virtual School running three weeks at a time and the reasoning behind why we do that. We talked about the flexibility and the different types of classes that we offer to ensure that all the different types of homeschooling families are able to kind of use us and utilise what we're offering. And remember, this is only for families that want curriculum content. There are other home-educating families that unschool they allow the kids to choose topics that they want to do because learning is happening even outside of the classroom learning happens even if you don't formalize it because kids naturally learn and the third thing that we spoke about was the mixed age abilities and how we don't place kids according to their ages but according to their ability level and finally the fourth thing was the lack of assessments and no marking so it's great for teachers as well and that doesn't mean that we don't know where the kids are at it's just we use a different way of doing assessment a vocal way of doing it kind of understanding the kids and I think that gives a better reflection of where the kids are at imagine two kids getting the exact same answer on an exam paper and you ask student one how did he get to that and you realize he just managed to get to it using a completely incorrect method but he guessed an answer and he got it right and student two explains his concept and it's On point, the method is there and it's clear. Now, if they'd been marked in primary school, then they would have both got ticks. And those ticks don't really represent anything. And this is why there's a lot of kids that get through the nets and don't get noticed that they're so far behind because they're getting support with their homework or they just manage to get through it without actually understanding the concept. So asking questions and understanding how the child has got to that particular answer is far, far more valuable. And that's what we're trying to do at UK Virtual School. And that's possible when the class sizes are small. So in this episode, we've talked about all the different types of education and schooling that I'm aware of. The Montessori, the Steiner. I haven't spoken about the Finnish way or how other places kind of teach because there's so much inspiration out there. A lot of what I've taken is from my own teaching practice, from working with thousands of families and realizing where the need is in the homeschooling community. So that kind of gives you a little overview of what we're trying to achieve at UK Virtual School. And we hope that if you are looking for an online school that you'd really explore the option of working with us. Thank you for listening into the UK Virtual School podcast. We hope you took value from this podcast. And if you did, please remember to like and to subscribe and to share what you've learned with other families. Now, if you want to find out about UK Virtual School, go to ukvirtualschool.co.uk or you can join our page or Facebook group, UK Virtual School. We hope that your home education journey is an exciting one. And if you're right at the beginning of starting out, do reach out to us and ask us for some support. I'm Sid, you've been listening into the UK Virtual School podcast